And people, they are curious about the hereafter. They want to know what is out there. We have Eric Mintel on the episode tonight. Um, Hit the subscribe button, like, follow, um, all that jazz that we harp on um, because we need it to keep living. That's how me and Gilmar get paid. Yeah, dude. Non- non-monetarily non-monetarily payment so you're listening for free the least you can do is subscribe to the show it's getting ridiculous it's one button dude <laughs> it's not that hard um but eric is a paranormal investigator and the way i found you originally was somebody sent me a like a facebook conversation that was quite large it was on maybe a doylestown page or something like that and they were my friend um she shall remain, remain nameless mm-hmm. we don't want to alienate anybody but he, don't it was that. about ufos yeah and the conversation went something like did you know there was a ufo situation above doylestown and i was like well is there a situation or are there just ufo <laughs> like are there you know are we in danger and then a lot of questions came to mind and then i saw that you had posted you were like the originator of the the it content. <laughs> so I was like, oh man, somebody had too many beers and saw a UFO. And I don't drink. So I went to you. So then I clicked on you and then I realized you were like a- an actual paranormal investigator and legend know, in his own mind. Too. Yeah. You, I was, I was like, oh, well this is too good to be true. And then I never acted on it because I was probably doing 8 million things at once. And then maybe three or four weeks later, somebody else brought you to my attention through the Doylestown Cardinal, which everybody yep. seems to be a part of the Doylestown Cardinal now. <laughs> if you don't write for the Cardinal, you're nobody in Doylestown, That's in my opinion. True, yeah. Right? Yeah. They, I went to the Doylestown Cardinal party, and you weren't there. I know. I, w- so, I was invited, but then they said, well, it's just going to keep, you know, for the, the main writers. And I hadn't been on, you know, the writing team. Well, yet. see, I don't even write for the Cardinal, so, <laughs> so I was... I was persona non grata. I literally was like, <laughs> my wife was like, oh, like, let's go. She's written a few things for them. And um, so, Jessica, if you're listening, invite me next time. Yeah. So I showed up <laughs> expecting some business to be handled via paranormal, like some paranormal business. Lost the opportunity. Missed opportunity. And I showed up and we left. We were supposed to go to Tyler's house afterwards. And then like he bailed. So we got in the car and Ariel was like, oh, that, w- that was pretty good. Like we met some people. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, the UFO guy wasn't there. Dang. I feel like I've oh, I, feel I feel like feel this totally Friday bad. was a waste of my time. Not completely, but yeah. that was my goal. And my goals were unmet. Well, guess what? You're I here have, now. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, like how dare you not show up to like the most important I know. I newspaper had no clue. party I had no clue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was that important. It, but I would have been there. It was a pretty big there. deal. There was many folk there. Um but when I realized, like, you had some sort of association with the Cardinal, I reached out to, I think it was Danielle Gannon. Yeah. Um, to kind of try and link us together. And, and that's the, and, and and that is the story concluded. Danielle is a great connector, man. She's been. Yes, she knows everybody or knows the person that knows the person. And she's, talk about somebody that's not sleeping. She's, like, working constantly. Yeah, I mean, she's the mother of three kids. Yep. Um. She, yeah, she's. Um, I, I I think I'm busy, and then I look at people like that, and I'm like, hmm. yeah, I don't know that kind of busy. I don't think I fill my time. There you go. That's truly busy <laughs> with UFOs. Well, yeah, I hope to follow. You and know, paranormal. tonight, tonight I hope to fill this time with well, some. 
I want to get to the bottom of this UFO thing. And then, you know, maybe we don't get to the bottom of it, but at least we're aware and make other people aware of the UFO situation, the situation or potential situation. There is a situation. It, there is definitely a situation, but uh, nothing threatening, though. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you, the uh, the UFO, well, you know, back in 2008, I mean, we had a huge UFO flap here in Bucks County. Really? I don't know if you ever remember that. It was in the newspapers. I mean, thousands of people across Bucks County saw the same object, this cylindrical object, multiple lights, hovering very low, silent. And that's kind of like what we're getting reports of now okay. as early as August of this year. So and it's back, potentially. Something's back. And people are seeing something. And are the are the sightings consistent or are people's, like, anecdotes kind of just, like, meshed together? Like, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, the problem with social media is, like, once somebody says something, then it's like everybody sees the same something. But it's like, did you? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you Which know, must make it difficult for you to investigate. Well, we have to, you know, we're pretty good at discerning the truth from the BS. You know, we could kind of look at situations and be like, mm, okay. And then, but with the, with this situation, with, with what people are seeing, they are consistent with what they're seeing and what they're reporting, what they're videotaping, taking pictures of and what they're drawing. Mm. I mean, I'm getting drawings from people of what they're seeing. And then these video uh, hospital, a nurse at Doylestown hospital sent a video right out the hospital window of three, uh, tri- like a triangular shaped lights right in the middle, middle of the day. Mm. And that was back in May. And um, her husband sent it to me on Facebook. And I said, is it okay if I post this? And it was amazing. So that, that Doylestown Facebook page that I posted that said, has anyone seen these, has seen this object? That like blew up big time. Yeah, the the number of shares and comments on that, I remember was quite significant and i felt like i was living under a rock i'm like we're supposed to know what's going on in doylestown gilmar and here we have you know a ufo sighting right in our own backyard it almost seemed like a a gift (laughs) yeah (laughs) well friends of mine had said that they had kept seeing around two in the morning and this was around two in the morning that people are seeing this like object and you know could it be a drone i don't know what would who would be flying a drone at two in the morning? But at, they would say every night at t- between two and three, they would see this. It would look like the North Star, but closer and brighter. Maybe somebody's drunk droning. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, Just cruising you around, know, you couple know. beers on them, driving under, droning under the. Influence. That's probably illegal. Yeah, DUI. Probably, yeah. could be. Rural so that was that was one thing. So I was like looking at that and saying, hmm, that's pretty odd. And I wanted to go up there to try to like i said if next time you see it let me know we'll go out and check it out mm. we'll get some video on it or something have you had that opportunity no, yet not okay. yet but dominic and i will be going out because all these sightings are happening and people your listeners will know lake galena mm. peace valley park it's it's over the lake so people are, and this woman sent me video when the pandemic was happening she was two o'clock in the morning gets up looks out her window and she's seeing all these lights out there above the lake. And she thought maybe there were reflections from inside the house or something like that. Maybe there was something else. And this was April, uh, April 6th of 2020, um, of 2021, sorry. And then she got dressed, went outside and saw the lights and said, I am seeing this. And there were 
it wasn't like stars the Starlink satellites, you know, they would be all in yeah. one row. These were all various uh positions. The Starlink satellites are cool because not ever still somehow no like I feel like not many people know about them. But basically What's the company that launched them? Is Elon SpaceX? SpaceX yeah. launched the satellites, and there what are there like thirteen or twelve satellites that Something to like start? That. But if you look up in the sky at like the right time and angle, you can watch the the satellites move, and there's like a line of them, mm-hmm. and it just looks like a centipede going yeah. across the. Yeah. And then the and then SpaceX rockets too. People mm-hmm. are still seeing those. A friend of mine in Idaho sent me video of a rocket that was launched in Virginia that they saw in Idaho and thought it was, they thought it was UFO, but it was actually SpaceX. So there's certain things, yes, you can, you can look at these things and, and kind of explain what it is. Yeah, so unidentified flying object doesn't necessarily mean aliens. Exactly. But that's what we technically always default to. Well, I had my own sighting, now uh, that I can't explain. Okay. Because in 2016, now I started... Bucks County, well, it was originally Bucks County Paranormal Investigations in October of 2016. This sighting happened in February of 2016, and then we switched to Eric Mantell Investigates. But so my girlfriend and I are going over the Stockton, New Jersey bridge, you know, we're at Center Bridge over Stockton. Mm. And, you know, you have the Center Bridge Inn restaurant there. This is like a Wednesday night, and we're going over the bridge, and, and it's February. And all of a sudden, I look over, and there's five orange orbs just appeared out of nowhere. It was like they were like swirling lava. It was very, very weird. It wasn't, it wasn't flares or anything like that, and it wasn't definitely wasn't drones. But it, they appeared, and in my rational brain, I'm like trying to say, could this be Chinese lanterns that the restaurant has just lit off? You know, maybe there's a wedding there or something like that. I'm trying to like rationally explain it, and um, when that was not the case. I took out my phone. I'm trying to take a picture, and I got one picture of this thing, and it was of these things. And as they were doing, like, a little search pattern over the river, and then one by one, they just disappeared. But I was able to get one shot. And then still can't figure out what the heck it was. And was it UFOs? I mean, for all intents and purposes, yeah, it was an unidentified flying object, or UAP as they're calling them now. But I have no idea what it was. It was the weirdest thing, though. It was very, very strange. And um, and UAP is, what is that? Unidentified Sam? aerial phenomenon. Because mm, it's unexplained, which makes sense. It kind of feels like the government's gearing up to. I think they are. I think, well, they, they basically came out and said, hey, folks, you know, you have been seeing these UFOs over the years for the last 70 years, 70 plus years. You've been seeing these things. Yes, they're real, but they're not a threat. Yeah, well, like, why would you say something like that? They could be a threat. They could be. They aren't a threat as of now. It's, I mean, when you have these objects that are traveling 15,000 miles an hour, we don't have anything like that, yeah. as far as I know, anyway. At our at our pay grade, we don't know that. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. At true. our level of clearance, true. our security That's clearance. True. Just, That's true. You know, it's pretty high, but it's not. Maybe there's a level above us that we don't know about. It's interesting that the... Um, the stories or situations that I've kind of like read into or watched about or um, nerded out on always seem to have like the common denominator of water involved mm. in there. It's like always over the ocean mm-hmm. or 
um, it disappeared into the water, or like you were saying, how it's like above Lake Galena. Well, I, I, my theory is that they are coming from the ocean. I, th- I don't think they're coming interstellarly. I think they're they're already here. Yeah, I think they we haven't even tapped half of the ocean. No, of, not what? even close. So I think people are seeing these things, and they've been, and there's USOs, unidentified submerged objects. So you've got all these different, you know, classifications. Now we're getting into the weeds here because I've never even thought about. Yeah, same. Unidentified submerged objects. Have do you just just Google that and see what pops up? I'm curious to see. But so, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, and people are and like you said, the Navy pilots. Mm. These things are going in the water. They have that footage of the one UFO that's literally just going into the water. It's a sphere, and it just goes into the water. So, is there an underground water? Or is an alien base on in the oceans? Who knows that. That's the whole thing. We we always have these questions. It's like whenever we're doing a case, whenever we're on an investigation, there's never any real answer at the end of the day. It's always like you. Yeah, I mean, it could be, you, com, com, you know, above our comprehension level. Our conscious. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You know, like there was a time in the United States when like when trains were invented yeah. that people were like, thought if you went fast i forget how fast it was but if you if you went faster than like 40 miles an hour you just would get liquefied <laughs> yeah, right. like you would die like did you know that you just melt yeah like people thought like they're like these trains are bad news but and it's, it's the belief system too yeah so we could just be <laughs> you know there already could be the energy or whatever and everybody thinks it's like a humanoid type being but you know it could it could be anything that we just don't understand yet. I've had, I've interviewed a handful of people that, you know, the the alien abduction phenomena. Mm. I've interviewed a few people who are, and I know some of the people that are in some of those really famous cases, like Travis Walton, um, Betty and Barney Hill mm. back in 1961, um, Calvin Parker, Pascagoula, UFO encounter. Um, all these people had these incredible experiences of, you know, these abductions where, you know, and it's funny because Calvin's uh, account is different than, say, Betty and Barney Hill's account because the aliens that came out of the ship looked more robotic than they did, like, what we normally would say the alien looks like with the big eyes and the big head. That was different. So there's, and then with Travis, he had more of the, it was strange because he had more of the alien that we, you know, associate with extraterrestrials but also had normal-looking people in his abduction experience that basically took him from the ship and back to Arizona where he was abducted. Mm. And could they hit... The other thing was, could they be shapeshifters? Could, because he was really frightened from these, these things. Could they have you know, put something in his mind to make him calm, calm down and say... I look, this is, now I'm used to more normal-looking person. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, or they could have just, like, they could have the, you know, telekinetic power to just make you see what they want you to see. You know, there's inevitably unlimited amount of possibilities. Oh, totally. What do you, totally. what do you think's going on here? Uh, what do I think? I think there is, I, I always lead with this. People are seeing something. They're seeing is it thought transference? You know what that is where you're 
where mm. you see one thing and then all of a sudden someone else sees the same thing. It's that connection of, you know, there there's a phenomena out there. I, I think the people that are presented with these UFOs or ghosts, dogmen, you know, Bigfoot, I think people are more attuned or these phenomena are presenting themselves to these to certain people that are maybe more connected. Maybe their more antenna is is more attuned to that. So it's more of a like you're you're talking on like a quantum level. Maybe. So like everybody Well, like me, I go into a ghost hunt situation or a haunting situation. Now I'm not gonna feel well, that's why I wish Dominic was here tonight because Dominic would tell yeah, you Yeah, thanks, Dominic. Yeah, thanks, Dom. See, Dom, I told you. <laughs> you should have been here. We're, when we leave you today, been here. we're gonna walk out and it's gonna be dark out. And right then we're gonna see it. Yeah. The UFO. Exactly. Yeah, we're gonna exactly. see it. And Dominic won't be here. And Dominic, Dominic won't be here to back I, us up. But I will say Dominic is when we were in Elkhorn, and I'll get to that story in a minute, he did see the UFO. He was the one that saw it. And okay. that's why he should be here tonight. Again, Dom. <laughs> you you know. <laughs> you let us down. <laughs> we'll throw dirt on your name. Jeez. I was trying to think of some like old world's way to say it, just but that's what I came up with. Yeah, that's fine. Sorry, Dom, I'll let you down. Uh, the dirt the dirt one was pretty good. That was good? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> just like a like a pit, like a no. baseball coach just <laughs> kicking you probably can't see my legs. <laughs> just like kicking dirt on Dom. You know, it's all in fun, Dom, I think. Oh, you know what you know what's funny is like what if I like what if I'm like at this the you know the hoagie place getting a cheesesteak and somebody comes up and like chokes me out. Could be dumb. Could be dumb. He's I don't even know what the guy looks like right now. <laughs> so I'm starting trouble. And now I'm at you risk. You just had him up on the screen. <laughs> All right. What's he look? I got to keep my eyes out. There he is. Where? <laughs> right this there. Guy? Yeah, right there. Oh, yeah. He's a real. He looks He looks like a Dominic. <laughs> yeah. Dom. Pre, pre, he might be witness protection. He looks like he could have been like a an enforcer of sorts. Like we might have. Guy. That guy's got a Cowboys jersey on. Boo, terrible. <laughs> Ridiculous. That's awful. I'm sorry you had to speak to yeah, them. Yeah, sorry you had to talk to those Anyway, people. we have Eric here, not Dom. Yeah. And <laughs> I guess um, what – so you were talking to us before the show, in the pre-show. You're a musician. Yes. And then you were – in 2016, you – just decided one day to start investigating random, no, well, random randomly. paranormal activities. I just spoke up. Or one was day. that something that like you've already? Oh yeah, you were already attuned to. Love the paranormal. Always loved the paranormal since I was a kid. Okay. Uh, my father um, would always tell me, you know, experiences that he had, um, and just Bucks County in general is with the history here. There's and, some haunted stuff here. Oh yeah, and the paranormal history is incredible. So. For years, that was in the back of my mind. I've always been a filmmaker, too. I always did, speaking of martial arts, we were doing karate videos and stuff back in the early 90s. Oh, and wow. Dominic and I actually were doing a, a video production on a self-defense video. And okay. we were going to do a video series. This was all, all big stuff, you know, back then. But then, of course, life gets in the way. And uh, we kind of went our separate ways for, like, maybe 27 years. And then he came back into the team. I've known him since high school. And uh, he came back and... 2017 and uh told me at that time which i didn't know that he was a spirit medium i never knew it oh when we were working out and stuff i never knew that at we're all. gonna have to have you guys back on them definitely when it's convenient dom. for dom <laughs> we'll let him say when he can come out yeah <laughs> so <laughs> yeah he'll let you know <laughs> yeah he'll let me know he'll send me a guy 
<laughs> so yeah, so he was, uh, he, you know, and he's been great. He's, I always say that Dominic gives us a preview of what we're in store for. Okay. And whereas I personally don't feel that when I go into a situation like that and into a ghost haunted house, I'm not feeling what Dominic's feeling. So because he's already charged up he's medium, already, he's medium type folk already have that, like, you know, I've learned a lot about this this year where it's like sometimes they're born with it. Sometimes they've developed it, but it always seems like they grew up with it and then kind of learned how to, yeah. you and know, that's what his tune is. their skills. Yep. And that's what he grew up with it. He's, he was born with it. I think that was the whole thing. Okay. And, so uh, he young Dom is like the movie six cents. Exactly. It was exactly. actually about, him. it was about Dom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just following Bruce Willis around old city, Philadelphia. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but Dom was better than that kid in the movie, so you know. Oh damn! He's <laughs> o- he's obviously better than Haley Joe's o- Joe Osmond. That kid's a punk. <laughs> Kids walk around the whole movie. Spoiler alert: doesn't know he's with a ghost. <laughs> so what kind of medium are you? You, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he didn't even help this guy until he figured difference. it out, right? Yeah. Until the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah. So it's uh, you know, it's been incredible. But I like I said, I don't feel those things in there. You know, when, okay. when I go in, but. So what I'll do is in a if we were investigating a uh, haunted bed and breakfast or a restaurant or anything like that, I'll go in and talk to the owner. They'll give me the lowdown on what has been going on there, any kind of history, any paranormal history, any activity that's been going on. And then what I'll do is not even tell Dom when we go out to the investigation mm. until he gets there. And then he won't even know where we're going. I'll just say, like, this. we just did this Hanoverville Roadhouse video. Okay. And some of the stuff there was incredible, but I didn't even tell him where it was. I just said we're heading north. Anyway, it was in Bethlehem, and um, we went in there, and he went right to the spots where all of this activity was going on. So you're running, like, double tests here. You're talking, you're interviewing the people who say they're experiencing things. You're naturally, you're the role of the skeptic. Right. Then you bring right. your guy who, you, you know, you trust him, but you want to see if you can catch him. Yeah. And exactly. then he comes and it goes exactly to the either spots that somebody. Or he's feeling those those things that that person just described. Is that, that's got to be eerie. It is. Yeah. It is because it's kind of like, you know, especially with this place that we just went to, he went right to the spot where the owner told me there, he found a, a hidden staircase and a hidden chamber under the private dining room. And here it turns out it was a a 15-foot chamber that went down into, it looked like, it almost looked like a tunnel, like an underground railroad tunnel. I was literally just going to say it's probably underground railroad. And there's a lot of that around here. Mm. Uh, Wedgwood Inn down in in New Hope. The the people that own the place, uh, Carl and Nadine Glassman, great people. They bought it in 1982. We did a video for them, and he told me this. They bought it in 1982. In 1999, he went and did a, um, uh, a renovation on the property, and he's wondering, why is my foundation crumbling in right here? So he goes down and looks, and here there's a 17-foot tunnel under the house. They've been walking over it for 17 years, never knew it was there, and it's right from the Underground Railroad. And then it turns out that Washington and his troops camped out there two weeks before they crossed the Delaware mm. and stored ammunition in the tunnel. Mm. So it was really cool. So yeah. those kind of stories, I like telling those stories and telling that to our public because there are people are going to pass that and not even know well, the backstory. Also, also, eventually, like, 
that history is going to be lost. Yeah. If somebody doesn't, it's kind of weird that we're so far removed from, sorry, from, you know, the revolution or civil war era. Right. It doesn't seem that long ago when you look at like human existence, it was only, you know, a couple of hundred years ago. Not yeah, If that. Yeah. And we're already forgetting that's what's kind of been tough for like these last few years. It's like everybody, like when everything was so racially charged, it was like kind of like I'm a huge, like I like, I'm a nerd in general, but I really like history. And it's just sometimes like when people are speaking on different things, I'm like, no, that's not exactly how it went. There were a lot of people that, I mean, the majority of the people were probably against slavery during, like, unless you were a rich plantation owner, like, slavery really didn't suit you. Buckingham Mountain, right here. Yeah. We have uh, a Big Ben Jones that was uh, captured. He was living and working here with, with uh, the Quakers. Yeah. Great, had a happy life. Then his owner found out he was working up here and came back and captured him. And the Quakers then, he was going to be taken to Philadelphia, but the Quakers loved Ben and they wanted to keep him here with the, with the family. And they had, they had no choice but to raise money to buy him. In mm. order to stay, yeah, that's free. A, that's a real Quaker thing to do, you know, which is crazy. Um, so you know, stories like that, and again, we're passing by all these great places that are right in our own backyard. Yeah, you know that people don't realize that all of this great history that they have right in their own backyard. So Bucks County, Bucks County is a special place if you uh, look up. I guess definitely. I I took for granted living in Bucks County um, pretty much my whole life. Um, like we, we would go to like the George Washington crossing the Delaware reenactment yeah. around Christmas. Like we would do different things. And then maybe just like when you're a young, you know, young man, you just don't appreciate that stuff until you're older. Yeah. And then you start getting into, you know, where you grew up was like where the country was born at. Yeah. You're like, pretty Oh, well, that's pretty cool. We were here first. Yeah. yeah. This is where all, it all went down. Yeah. You live practically I, I right live in Trenton. So, yeah, you know. there was oh, a, right the there corner. was a Hessian killed in your backyard. That's what I heard. There probably was, dude. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's, it's funny that you're saying that. Cause I feel that I also don't really take advantage of where I grew up or where I live because there's so much history surrounding my area. You know, like I live in Mill Hill. It's a very historic Society where you live specifically is very historic. Yeah, and Delaware is right there. (laughs) It's cool how Trenton uh, has like preserved to your neighborhood. Like you live in like like old city Philadelphia. You live in like the old city of Trenton. Yeah, basically. So like the houses are very like very cool. Yeah, they're very particular. They all have to look a certain way. Uh, As a jazz musician, I I played at Joe's Mill Hill Saloon. Oh, I live right around the corner from there. It's (sighs) crazy. And that was back in the 90s, man. And it was like when they were all, when you could smoke in the restaurants. <laughs> I never smoked a day in my life, man. But I, w- I would be like covered with smoke the next day. And I'd go to open up my keyboard case and a big plume of smoke would come out of Damn. there. So I would dread when next, you know, when we play there, I'd be like, it was great crowd and all the man. I was like, oh God. I, <laughs> I, again. <laughs> I grew up working in an Italian restaurant in Newtown. Um, and they had, I remember when we were, young guys uh, i mean my brother would like hang out or like work or hang out at like the bar there <laughs> and the smoking section was like 
one step up from the dining room. Like there wasn't even a wall. <laughs> it, and then like the air blew across right from the bar the, into uh, the main restaurant. Uh, so people would be like complaining and you'd be like, what? They're in the smoking section. Yeah. It was the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> We'd be like, yeah, That's they're awful. in the smoking section. You can't, you can't say anything about it. Smoking oh, section. <laughs> like, they're in the section. They're oh, at the man. four tables we and the bar where we allow smoking. It just happens to be connected to the whole rest of yeah, the restaurant. Right? <laughs> <There's no laughs> like smoke doesn't travel. Yeah, there's no like glass wall or anything. They did it. They did a a more aggressive job trying to partition coronavirus away from other people <laughs> than they did the smoking Smoke. sections. <laughs> Nothing like you know smelling I'm menthols while you're eating your pasta. It's like, oh, <laughs> do you, do you, smoking or non-smoking? Be like, oh, non-smoking, and they would put you right next to the smoking <laughs> section. It'd be like. <laughs> but that was just normal back then. That's crazy, back dude. Then, man, yeah. Ah, oh, thank God there's no more smoking. You and yeah. you and Dominic seem like Bucks County's Hardy Boys, like grown I up. I would say that. You I guys w- should say that you, if you guys didn't wouldn't get sued <laughs> or like a cease or desist. Well, we have we have a thing called the Bucks County. We're the Bucks County uh, Paranormal Boys because um, my a f- our artist friend of mine, I had wanted to do something like the Hardy Boys, like the way they on the covers of those. Uh, books i wanted to do some kind of an artwork of us looking and have a whole amalgamation of all the paranormal stuff that we've yeah. we've encountered and he made up a cool t-shirt of eric mintel investigates you asked me and i didn't answer your question how did i start this mm. um in 20 so in october of 2016 I, like i said i always loved the paranormal but i was always watching the paranormal shows on tv and finally one day i said i could do that I could definitely do that. And yeah. I just started. I just, I've always been a self-starter. I've had, I'm a professional jazz musician. I've had my own sales company. I did, you know, those restaurant placemats with the advertisements on them. I mm. used to have a company that did that. So I've always been a self-starter that way. And, um, and I said, I could definitely do this. So we started, when we st- first started doing the videos, they were a little more tongue-in-cheek. They were funny. You know, they were a little bit more poking fun at the paranormal. But then... As we kept going on, we started getting calls on, can you check out our our restaurant or our bed and breakfast? And then we got more serious. So I, I, I think it would be so cool <laughs> to go along with them because you watch all those paranormal shows and it's just kind of like, eh. yeah, it's pretty, you know, it's this is Discovery hokey. Channel. This, yeah. this, we don't know, but like, no, like knowing you and then knowing. Don has his, you know, his secret powers. That's not so secret anymore. <laughs> um, exactly. It kind of, like, what I've experienced with mediums or psychic mediums, like, this past year, um, I would be really open to, like, experiencing that because I think it would be, like, finding Bigfoot. Oh, yeah, me too. I wish you would have guys who would have been with us on this video we did. We did it. Uh, it's called uh, Hallowed Grounds of the Homestead. Okay. And it's on our video, on our YouTube channel. But... We started this video out very lighthearted. Um, good friends of ours, uh, Beth and Jacob, they have a s- architectural salvage company that it's called New Spirit Old Soul. It's in Boyertown. Okay. And right on the same property is a 1759 farmhouse. Now, Beth is all, and the, it's all original woodwork. The, it's beautiful. Everything's all original. Nothing's been updated, nothing. And Beth always feels this energy in there. She always feels this like really strong emotional energy. So we start doing the video. And we go upstairs to the bedroom where she's been feeling this weird energy all the time. Dominic senses something is definitely going on there. And I'm over there. I have a magnetometer that we usually use to 
detect for any electromagnetic energy. Now, we don't use any of the spirit boxes. We don't use the REM pods because, to me, those things are, could be give, give you a false reading. You know, camera equipment will set those off, you mm -hmm. know, whereas the magnetometer, we've got nothing on. And that can, you know, wiring could still set that off as well. But we're in an area that's got no real wires at all in this in this farmhouse. It's got even no Wi-Fi and no cable, I don't even think. I think it's all completely stripped. But anyway, we're over there in this in this bedroom, and the magnetometer is going off in this one area. And I had said to, there was a vase there on the on the dresser, and Beth is also a designer. So I had said, guys, I think I just saw this move, and which I did. I thought I saw the leaves on this thing move. And I was making sure that nobody was like walking next to it to make a vibration or anything like that. But I, it just, the way it looked out of the corner of my eye, it looked like it was moving. With, with that, Beth looks at that and goes, I did not put that there. That was not there. That was, I know exactly where I put that. And she's getting more and more animated. And then she goes and hyperventilates and has a complete meltdown on camera. And it was because the spirit, I, I say she got bum rushed by the ghost. Mm. because she was getting this emotional charge from this ghost that wasn't talking with Dom. It didn't want to talk to Dom. And this is what we found out later. We didn't find out that at that time. This was all afterward, that it wasn't. It didn't want to talk to Dominic. It didn't want to go through him. It wanted to go through Beth, but Beth wasn't ready. And then Beth's friend, Renee, she came in the room and had the same exact reaction to Beth, but she didn't see that Beth had this reaction. She was in another part of the house. She came upstairs and ha and felt the same thing and like doubled over again. So at first, Dominic and I are like, "Wow, what did we stumble into here?" And and then it turns out that it was going through Renee, and then Renee was she's more attuned to what Dominic is. He, she she could feel those things, and she was more, you know, uh, inviting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then she kind of like told the story. And then they found out this woman's name. They didn't even know any names or anything like that of these people. And they came up with this name, Elizabeth. And then a historian came up a couple of weeks later and said that a woman by the name of Elizabeth used to live in this house. So those kind of things are kind of cool. You know, you can't fake that kind of stuff. No. I mean, you could, but we don't. Yeah, so, it's just like we on the outside can be skeptical yeah. of it, but you experiencing I'm, it. Look, I'm, ex I'm skeptical too. Yeah. I, like I said, I go into those skeptically because I really want to find out what's going on here. I'm not going to say that every place we go into is haunted, but I want to see what, is it pipes in the basement that are making those sounds? Is it something that fell on the roof? Is that what, you know, what are those voices? Is the TV on downstairs? You yeah. know, something like that. So I just want to kind of look at the most mundane, you know, explanation. And then if you can't explain that, then something's going on. But the more I've been doing this in the ghost realm, the more I'm a, be, I'm a believer in that there's a very thin veil from what we could see to what we can't see. There's from the here and there, because some of the stuff we've caught on videos is pretty amazing. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, that's very cool. That So you don't use spirit boxes and REM pods. I, I watched this, because um, recently, you know, Halloween just passed. Mm -hmm. So my girlfriend and I. <laughs> Tell me about it. I know. Yeah. I was, I was <laughs> out every month. day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, every day. I, I swear to God, every yeah. day is great. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. So we, we've been watching a lot of uh, paranormal things. And my brother recommended me this channel called Sam and Colby. I don't know if you heard of mm -hmm. them. But it's these two kids. Not they're adults, but they look like kids. It's kind of weird. But <laughs> anyway, um, they go around. Much and like they, us, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They go around and they investigate different places and they use all those things like 
EMF, uh, yep. spirit mm-hmm. boxes, and um, what was the other thing? The, the REM pod. pods. Yep. And they get a lot of good things, but like you said, they, they can, a lot of, anything can set those things off. Yeah. So sometimes it's a little. And when you, the viewer, are watching it through, you know, less than 180 degree mm-hmm. lens, like it's like. You, yeah. You're automatically like, nah, uh, unless you yourself had had have had that experience. Well, yeah, I mean, exactly. We had a screening last on Sunday. It was our last screening at the Newtown Movie Theater of our videos that we did, and uh, we did, f- I think, four videos. We did uh, the Hallowed Gra- or did we do the? We did Pine Barrens Bigfoot. We did the Beast of Bray Road, and I'll tell you, man, the the Dogman sightings that have been going on in this country. I was not too aware of what was going on with that, but apparently a lot of people are seeing this upright canine. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't even I don't even know if I should get into this, but my my brother and like we have night vision stuff and we've been aware of the dogman thing and it's definitely something we joke about, but the amount of people that like um What's the other one? The Cooper Lob... Uh, oh, the uh, Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Yeah. That's another one. Um, my brother's obsessed with Sasquatch. Like, he'll... All the time, he'll joke about it. Um, but it's all it's always just jokes. But when you when you watch people on, like, YouTube or things, like... I have their a, conviction, yeah. like, you're like, this person isn't that... Isn't an actor. So you know they're, like... The conviction that they're speaking with, it's like... Hmm... Like either they they just figured this out yesterday, or they truly believe this, or you know this acting is this actor's undiscovered. Like (laughs) you, you, yeah, yeah, exactly. We know a decent amount about creating content, so when you're watching small budget content get made, and you know like how the sausage is made, sometimes you watch that stuff and you're like, oh shit, like. I don't want to know. Did they, I don't know if I want to continue <laughs> watching this, like, because these people, like, they don't have the budget for these special effects, like, exactly. um, yeah. Which brings me to like you, you created these like four episodes or whatever. How do you monetize that? Like, how do you well make a living from that? I've we've, we've got about eighty videos out there. It's just not just the Beast of Bray Road, but yeah, I um I get sponsors. Well, the main thing is I have a. The TV show is up in the Lehigh Valley on Sunday nights at 10 o'clock on cable. Okay. We're in about 80,000 homes there. And then on Saturday night, we're through Princeton Television, and um, which is now Central New Jersey Network. And we're Saturday nights at 11 o'clock. And the, but they also go through Roku, um, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV. So it's all ad dollars. All the streaming. Well, not really. For yeah. me, it's, it's like I'll get sponsors. Like I'll get people that will run a 30-second commercial. Okay. And that's where some of our sponsorship comes in from. I get nothing from the TV stations. It's all sponsor driven. Yeah. So how do you go about getting your program on a news station or a channel like a like cable? on travel travel channel? And yeah. Kind of thing? Yeah. But that well, that's what we're doing now. We're in talks with the travel channel and uh, and Discovery, and uh, so we're pretty. We've been working on that for like the last six months. And do they reach out to you, or do you kind of find like their talent? They're actually. They're actually, they've, uh, I met, you know, it was just wild. A good friend of mine, Mark McNutt, who is uh, doing the Doan Brothers documentary. I don't know if you've heard of that one yet. But he he was meeting with a a producer, Steph Burns, who's in Doylestown here. And then she and I talked, and she was totally intrigued with what we're doing. Okay. And she works with the Travel Channel and uh, and Nat National, uh, Nat Geo. And uh, so 
Yeah, so it's... And your YouTube seems successful. Yeah, it's getting there. It's a lot of work, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. It's a hustle every day, but we've got a lot. I do a lot of interviews with people, um, interviewing a lot of different people in the UFO world, Bigfoot. Have you ever thought, have you ever thought about, do you, do you upload covers onto your content or are these just like, I think you just from like looking at it, you would have a lot of success if you had like just program covers, like kind of like the cover to like a video. Oh, okay. Um, Pull, yeah, can you pull up like ours or somebody's that has good like Andrew Schultz who has good covers? Uh, ours are good because Gilmore makes them, <laughs> but Try. we steal our information from people like this. So it's just like, oh, you like Ava that kind of stuff? Okay. So like, oh, okay. So like, you see how like you don't have to do it like he's doing it, right? But like having it so it's like you have like a separate thumbnail, mm-hmm. and then having the captions like reach out and grab your eye okay that's like what youtube like the algorithm in youtube is well, utilizing thank you for letting to like, me know that because i yeah. was always trying to figure out what is the what is that secret there what's the, uh there's a lot of secrets know, to youtube tons. we're we're low low level youtube operators with <laughs> with um we we've, we've done a lot of research on how to grow it it hasn't like hit its potential yet but we've had like we've had a couple construction videos like blow off mm-hmm. pretty hard where people are like literally talking shit on my hat <laughs> in the video, which is like completely irrelevant to the video. <laughs> or like the comment section, like you when you see tons of comments coming through, it's it's wild to be exposed like that. Mm-hmm. But like that's what the goal is. So it's like you're looking for the viewership. Um and there's a lot of like techniques to like how you title like the title of your videos, mm. the cover and different things like that that like help promote, um, because like I've just learned something I've, new. I just learned something new right now. That's awesome. Yeah. What do we have? Sixteen thousand. Where's like? Do we have any like big ones on here? Eight thousand. Yeah. There was one with like a hundred thousand views. There's like two hundred ninety-seven thousand. That's great. That's awesome. This one's one hundred seventy-four. So just yeah, titling and thumbnails definitely help a lot. Um, but we we would love to talk to you about cool. YouTube yeah, all day. Sure, if yeah. you need help, we, me and Gilmar are you guys. That sounds great. Yeah, we have a great audience. People love what we're doing. You know, and thank your videos are great. I watched it. I watched some of your YouTube videos, and that was like, I'm glad we brought the YouTube channel up because that was one thing I was thinking when I was watching your videos. I was like, these are this is it's it's usually the opposite. People have great thumbnails and titles. And their content is trash. <laughs> and that's that's the worst because, like, you, you may only get one or two opportunities to, like, grab somebody for your audience. Exactly. So, like, if your content's really good, you I would say you have 99% of it worked out. Oh, yeah. It's like those last little, like, presentation things yeah. that those just platforms require, but they don't – like, they're not going to tell you that. Right, right, right. Unless exactly. you, like, so – I mean, we've we've spent a f- we and Gilmar share videos with each other all the time, like different tips, different you know, blogs or That's things awesome. of like this is what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. it's crazy. I mean, the social media market is is insane. I mean, you know, when you think you've got to figure it figured out, there's another idea you mm-hmm. know that comes up, and it's yeah, it's always changing. It really makes you think, you know. But it's it's unique because it keeps us thinking and it keeps us into that realm of like getting the word out there, and then it's like. You know, constantly, well, even with my jazz group, you know, I'll put everything out on Facebook of, like, where we're playing. And then a day later, oh, I didn't even know you guys were playing there. I was, well, it's only been on my website and on Facebook and everything, you know, so it's 
How it's, are they not? And it's that? discouraging now. Like if you if you did Instagram in 2016 and you were good at taking pictures, you'd have a million followers right now. Yeah. But if you waited until 2019 2020 like now things are even harder to grab that attention and like the fact that we realize that and obviously you realize that like that's why we take those things so seriously yeah um and gilmar is really good at titling stuff sometimes my titles aren't like usually when i have a good title it was just very easy but Gilmar will pull out titles sometimes that people like. I don't even know why people search some of this stuff. Like the Harry Pablo yeah. episode was like that one did really well because you used a um, like AI generated image. Yeah, he used an AI generated image for the cover of the episode. Cool. Yeah, so we Which, made you know what Harry Potter looks like, right? Sure. So we, I, I went on this um, <laughs> Dali thing, and basically, I think I deleted the photo. Um, basically, it gave us um, a Mexican version of Harry Potter, which is pretty funny. Because like, the whole premise of the thing was that Gilmar was going to be a wizard for Halloween. And I was like, yeah, dude, just be Harry Pablo for Halloween. And we were laughing. Just It was just me and him just being idiots. <laughs> and then when I saw him upload the episode, I saw the cover, and I was like, who, who, is, a pic- who is this picture of? And he's like, that's an AI-generated image. <laughs> And then, <laughs> yeah, right there. yeah, Mexican Harry. Now, Potter. what are you, what are you using in that? As far as when you're putting that together, is it a, like a different program or is that Photoshop? Yeah, you use Photoshop. Oh, okay, Photoshop. Okay, yeah, we use all like the Adobe. Okay, um, sweet, cool. Yeah, so I think your contents, like it's it's very entertaining. Thank you. Um, I try it. I try to be mindful of, you know, we're in an age where it's attention span. Yeah. You know, it's and funny wanna, you say that. I want to keep it interesting and moving. I want to keep it moving. And it's like, for me, I love editing because to me, it's like writing a piece of music. And you're doing your own editing. Doing all the own. What software are you using? Final Cut. Final Cut. Uh, you know, I that's love app. It. That's Apple. Apple, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's great. It's a great program. And there's a lot. I mean, it's just, you know, I have learned so much. And the way I have the vision of wanting it to look, I'm looking at some of the programs that, I enjoy and I try to emulate some of those, but also put, you know, like anything, like we all try to put our own, we don't want to copy that, but we want to put our own stamp on that. Mm-hmm. So I'm finding as I've gone along here, there is a certain niche now that we've got or a certain look that we're establishing. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, and thankfully my jazz audience has followed us into the paranormal world too, mm-hmm. which, uh, which a lot of my jazz audience was at the screening the other night. That's which was really cool. That's the uh that's very I don't know what the saying is. I guess it's like people don't buy coaching programs, they buy coaches. Exactly. Is the most recent <laughs> thing that I've heard like that. It's like people they don't they don't care what you're doing. They're following you and that's even cooler than mm-hmm. what you're doing cuz that's kind of like when celebrities decide like all of a sudden they're going to start a podcast. It's always funny when you like listen to the podcast and the audio quality and all the things are just complete trash. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like but I know they're doing better than us <laughs> because they already had that following, which I know there's no fault to them, but they've already built up that audience. So it must speak to your, you know, your keys. Well, it's it's not only that, like I had a really good mentor and I think that's a lot of things missing in today's generation is having a hero, having a mentor to look up to. And my guy was Dave Brubeck. 
Dave Brubeck. Was, I love Dave Brubeck. He was my he was my great. friend. He wrote liner notes for our CDs, and he was like I looked at him like almost like a father figure, you know. And it was um, it was amazing because I we opened up for him in at the Kimmel Center in in Philadelphia, oh, wow. and I couldn't believe it. I was like, here's a guy that I've been listening to my whole life, and here I'm like opening up for him, and there he is in the front row listening to us. That was the most incredible feeling to have, and that. Like that, all of that, what I was fighting for, you know, and and building came true, you know, and like there it was right there. And and then, of course, human nature, you want to go to the next level. You want to try next level. But um, so Dave was a really great friend of mine. But you're talking about why people follow you. I th- They love Dave. They didn't, they liked his music, but they love the man. And that was the whole thing with Dave Brubeck. If you go back and look at some of his background, he was, you know, a incredible guy for the civil rights movement, real straight ahead family man, just really just one of these guys that was like, you know, a real gentleman that way. And, yeah. uh, and I try to, I guess I try to emulate myself like that, you know, as a human being, as a, as a person, musician and, and whatnot. So that's kind of like what I've done over the years is just try to always do good work and, and, but make it my own, not be a copycat, but make it my own. That's what you see a lot of businesses nowadays um, with social media accounts. And I think I realized like a long time ago, like people aren't buying your, even no matter how big your business is, um, maybe like they're, they're buying you mm-hmm. when they hire you. Like for us, like we were in construction. So like they're, they're hiring one of us, even though we have a team through hiring someone from our team is the reason why we're there exactly. ultimately, because something we said or something they saw, like yeah. their, com- their conviction like is you. there. Yeah. They like you. And that's, that's the thing. Um, it's yeah. And sometimes it's not what, you know, it's who, you know, mm-hmm. you know, most of the time it's who, you know, because if, if you have a good connection with that person, you want to do more business with that person. Yeah. That's kind of like where we're at. So, uh, and also we monetize it by going into those restaurants, going into the bed and breakfast and saying, look, the added benefit of being on the TV show, they, they realize it's a marketing video. So it's, it's going to be mar- their marketing budget. They have money for this mm-hmm. and, and they know that we're putting out a great product and that's why I'm able to do what I do as well. Let's see. He just gave us the secret. Well, yeah, cause <laughs> I mean, I, I know of people that would pay more money to go somewhere that's that might be haunted, you know? Mm. So that's, uh, that's good on your part for then giving people a place to go to. Yeah. Oh yeah. Would you stay in a haunted room? I thought about this. Uh, I don't know, man. I might have to be with someone that I'm really comfortable with. I couldn't do it alone. We've done. Say me and you go to like the Logan Inn (laughs) and we stay in like their haunted room. I'd love to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll sleep in the same bed just for safety. (laughs) Oh yeah. Okay. That'd be sweet. Yeah. It's expensive, but it's worth it. That's Mary's room. No, we'll, we'll get him to comp it because we'll do a podcast. <laughs> we'll get him to comp it. Yeah, we'll, we'll leverage that. the podcast to get us, you know, stay there. Yeah, for sure. We should bring him. We could probably get more leverage on. I mean, we'll see how big the bed but is. But you'd have to. But you'd have to pay me though. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God damn> it. <laughs> pre-state the Logan in. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, and it was funny because uh, we, we were just talking about the Black Magic Cinema 4K camera that we just. Uh, I reached out to that company and I said you know, I would love to sponsor your, you know, your company. I'd love to be a sponsor or uh, have you have us be a part of your organization. And they sent me a camera to use. So we used it on the, the hallowed grounds of the homestead and that Hanoverville uh, video. And it was a great camera. 
And uh, so we just got a write-up in No Film School, a magazine, and just incredible review. Uh, so it was. it's really, I mean, just from the grassroots effort of what I'm doing to be able to be in that, you know, thought of in that way, it's a good feeling that we're putting out good content. I'm glad that you're enjoying it, and, mm. and we just want to get better yeah. all the time. That's awesome. What, um, is there, like... You've been doing this for a while now. You said you had 80 videos, I think you said. Are you, is it getting harder to find content to create? Or is there just like, we live, like people are just still surprising you with like, because like I'm in the same boat. Like we started a podcast. We knew what we kind of wanted to do. But where we ended up, I feel very fortunate that we still, like at this point, I thought we would have run out of people to talk to. (laughs) <laughs> you know, do you ever feel that way yeah it's like it's like always oh, like oh things are slowing down and next thing you know we have like a backlog of six podcasts to put out and yeah. it's just kind of like you, you look at it, you're like wow like this is it's still growing legs like is that how you feel oh yeah i you know it's funny too because with my jazz audience i'll say to my jazz audience that you know i'll say ladies and gentlemen i just wrote a tune and it goes something like this you know and they'll half-heartedly listen to what i just said about the tune they'll listen to the music but they'll half-heartedly listen to what I said. But the minute I say, and I also have a paranormal TV show, you could hear a pin drop. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, it's like really amazing. And people, ha- they are curious about the hereafter. They want to know what is out there. So to me, there's never an ending. It's infinite as far as like there is. I don't care who it is. CEO of a company, rich, poor, whatever. Everybody's had some kind of paranormal experience in their life. Yeah. That they can't explain. I don't know. I feel left out. I don't know if I have one. You've never had one? You just had one today. Did I? <laughs> in the car. With, with the guy in the car. Oh, yeah. Did I say that on the podcast? No, you didn't. We're not going right, to say well, it we're going to say it. Well, we might as well say it now. The cat's out of the bag. I saw a guy in a maroon uh, Chevy pickup truck. License um, plate. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's anyway, Gilmore. Anyway. Yeah, dude. He, anyway. um, instead of picking his nose, he picked his eye and ate his eye boogies. Like one with one finger, that's scarier. The other, than the other finger, paranormal. and I'm literally like, I, I, my truck has Did the you windows throw, are. You threw up in your mouth a little bit too, a little bit. No, <laughs> I uh, my windows were up because I, I I was on the phone, and my windows are significantly darker than other people's windows, and I looked over and I was like leaning against the side so I could see him in my re- I could see like his entire front of his truck in my like side view mirror. And I looked over and I saw him do it. And then I saw him like looking at me and I forgot for a minute my windows are tinted. And I literally just leaned over to the, <laughs> to the, to the center of the car because I'm like, and I'm like still talking to a, a, a friend of mine. And I just leaned over to the center of the console just like, oh man, I hope he didn't see me watching him eat his eye boogies. And then I'm like. What am I doing? He can't even see me. Yeah. <laughs> so I lean back over to check and see if he's picking, he's picking anything else. Happening. His ears. Yeah, the corner, uh, corner of Durham Road and two, two hundred two, about around uh, an hour ago. No, it was, yeah, like, right. it was like three forty-five on uh, February third or November third. That is something that you can never unsee. Yeah, now. I didn't even know that was like a possibility. I didn't even know that was like a a thing that to yearn for. Yeah, like he did it. Like he, the way he he ingested the the eye the eye uh, substance. Yeah, we'll call it boogie. We don't really know. 
We don't know what it is. The Sandman. Um, <laughs> it, it was like an. It was like no factor. It was like, oh, okay, it's three o'clock. Let me check my eyes. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Oh, oh my god! Man. So that was very paranormal. So you had your own paranormal experience today. Yeah, that was out of this world <laughs> for sure. You so you've never had a that you can remember. Or? I don't think so. I think next time we come in, we're gonna get Dom in here, and he's gonna bring it out of you. You probably yeah, have. just like I just like yeah. fall onto the ground and just <laughs> start convulsing. <laughs> oh damn! In the presence of Dom, <laughs> the, <laughs> the legend. Aside from your investigations, have you had any paranormal? Have I? Yeah. Aside from the investigations. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, with the uh, with the UFO experience, um, mm-hmm. not only that one. There's been a couple of us. So UFOs are more prevalent to me than say ghost situation or anything like that. Um, but uh, you know. Bigfoot in the New Jersey Pine Barrens, okay, finding, we're talking about finding Bigfoot. So we go down and do this investigation. The week after we came back from Elkhorn, Wisconsin, which, you know, encountering this beast of Bray Road was was really wild. I mean, that was, we did this investigation October 3rd, the night of October 3rd last year, we encountered this creature. And the howl that this thing made was not, it was not a wolf, it wasn't a coyote, not a fox, nothing like that. Not an owl. This made like a low guttural, like scream, growl, yell. That was so close. I mean, we had little lavalier microphones on. It was that loud that it picked the, that the mic picked it up, and you could see it on the uh, on the video. Um, it's called the Beast of Bray Road, alive and well, and just a lot of other weird stuff too that happened there. But the week after we got home from Elkhorn, we go to the Pine Barrens, a friend of mine, Eric Spinner, who is a uh, Bigfoot researcher, and his friend Art Mack, Bigfoot researchers, we go down to an area called the Bowl, and it's just what, like it sounds, it's higher on the sides, lower in the middle, and there has been a lot of juvenile Bigfoot activity. So again, I go into that situation a little bit more skeptically, because I'm like, okay, I've seen these shows where they're whooping and hollering, they're hitting trees, and what's really, what is really going on? So we get down there, and my my world changed because we're down doing the interview, and we've got a camera on Art and Dominic. And again, this is kind of out of Dominic's wheelhouse. The Beast of Bray Road, totally out of his wheelhouse. Bigfoot, totally out of his wheelhouse. Yeah, because he's dealing with like spirits and exactly. things like that. So we're down there, and all of a sudden, Art and Dom are talking about his research about arts research, how they go about it, what's the protocol. And with that, in the background, we hear, whoop, just like that. And I'm like, wait, did you guys hear that? And then we stopped it. We stopped their interview. And Was Eric, this dark out? or is this... Oh, it was pitch black. Okay. We were five miles into the Pine Barrens, not a soul around. We're on the fire roads that go into the Pine Barrens. So you're going, we went in five miles on truck, by truck, and then we parked and went about 600 feet in and set up base camp. So that's where we were, kind of 600 feet into the woods. But, um, so I, we hear this whoop, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm, I always joked about those guys whooping and hollering on the on the shows, but that, I'll be damned that that's not what we just heard. Mm. So then his wife, Eric's wife, is there. She starts answering it back, and she's getting it vocalizing back and forth with her. And you could see it in the video, and you could hear it. 
And it was the creepiest thing, man. What if there was like another YouTube <laughs> channel that was also investigating Bigfoot that night and you guys were just whooping back and forth? <laughs> hey, I thought about that. I thought that. I thought that. That, uh, that was not out of the realm of possibility. That would have been. But long. we were, oh my God, we were like completely, uh, completely in the dark. I mean, it was, it was insanely desolate. We were like really in the middle of nowhere. Did you, did you monetize your YouTube channel yet? Uh, like, did you, not yet. No. I'm trying to. Yeah, you're, what are you, like, low on view, um, hours watched or I don't something? know. To be honest with you, I have to figure that whole thing out. <laughs> okay. I think I we do. need to help this man out. <laughs> I need help. I'm good with all that other stuff, but as far as that goes, I need to help. Yeah. I need help. I don't see the subscribe button hit yet. Well, this is an incognito, uh, <laughs> browser so i can't i can't subscribe why is this subscribe <laughs> but guys he's not, even, he's not even logged in yeah i'm not logged in anything that's oh, okay why, gotcha but. we're pre- we're premium youtube people so yeah <laughs> yeah i pay for premium it's just oh, worth man. it so it worth is it. it is worth it so worth it um what like the huge ufo is how i found you mm-hmm. like how much time do you spend on ufos versus how much time you're spending on parent like paranormal stuff Versus how much time you're spending on, you know. It's it's a mix, but I would say the UFO stuff is not as much as all of the other stuff. Okay. Um, we just did, we just wrapped up four videos. We did um, Hallowed Grounds of the Homestead, that was ghosts. Um, Hanoverville Haunting, ghosts. And then we did The Beast of Bryn Athen, which is another dogman sighting down in Bryn Athen area. Mm. Yeah. Um, which people have been coming up and seeing it for years. But people are coming on camera to tell about their stories, which is really cool. And uh, we just did that video. We're going to do another follow-up video to that. Um, and that's, so that's a cryptid. And then we did another one, which was the Beast of Bray Road follow-up. So we did a follow-up video with the Beast of Bray Road from last year. We did a follow-up in April mm. of this year and we went back to Elkhorn. We didn't encounter it this time. We didn't see it, didn't hear it. Um, but what we did come away with was a town hall meeting that we did on April 28th that over 140 people showed up. Oh, what? To tell their story about seeing this thing. So that was really cool. And what is, and like, the, the description of... It was it was eerily... This was the weirdest thing. Everybody said it had the same, like, gait, the same walk. Like, it should be going slow. Like, it, it looks like it's gliding, but it's very, very fast. And where a human would be, you know, bouncing up and down, this was just gliding along and the way it was walking... So that was the description out in Elkhorn. And then the Beast of Brunathan was the same description. Mm-mm. So that was weird. And it was just a very strange, even in Elkhorn, there was some really weird stuff that happened. Like our drone guy, you know, obviously he wears virtual reality glasses. So we were in this part of the field and we disappeared on his screen. He's got the drone up there. And in this particular part of the field, he, we disappeared. And this area is called the bait area where Lee, the, the farmer, has been getting all this gr- wild activity. And he's been putting roadkill deer in this particular area. And some very strange things happened. So we disappeared in this area. So we're thinking, could that be like some kind of a portal type area? Here's the thing. Would we even be talking about this 10 years ago, right? It's just become so commonplace now because people are having these experiences and I said to Lee, could this be a portal? He said, oh, absolutely. I've, I've got pictures of portals. So he showed us some really strange, strange pictures, man. Mm. I mean, there's like pictures of 
a video of these weird lights going through the woods across his field. And I went over to the woods the last time we were there because I'm thinking to myself, could they be like maybe ATVs or something like that going through the woods? And, you know, they were smoothly going through the woods. But we get over to the woods, there's no way that you could even have a vehicle anywhere near there because it was, you'd have to too stop. Dense. Every, yeah, too dense. So, and if you see these lights in the video, they're just like going sol- smoothly through the woods. And he's getting orbs and it was just so many weird things. And he's got a, p- a picture of this weird mist that comes over the deer in this trail cam picture. Third, And those trail cam pictures, are I think they're about 30 seconds timed apart. So the next picture, the deer is gone and so is the mist. It's very, very weird. Hmm. And he, Lee's got a picture of himself on the, he's putting a, a deer down there, but a mist comes behind him and it completely covers his body. So it's, it's this weird cloaking things going on. So mm. I don't know. I mean, I know, I know it's as a skeptic, you could listen to this and say, I'm a skeptic, I feel like I need to go down there and just like, <laughs> or it's just, you know, see what's up. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Gilmar, suit up. Suit up. <laughs> we're going, we're going, we're, get your paranormal investigator outfit on. We went down Dude, there. All black. We had yeah. people from, I mean, people came down from Canada when we were out there. They were down, they took a trip to Bray Road. And Lee's farm is really only two-tenths of a mile from Bray Road. That's why they call it Beast of Bray Road, because it's been seen crossing the road. It's been seen on the road, eating roadkill with its hands. And so we took the drone up, which didn't make it into the video. I don't know why I didn't do this, but we, there was huge cutouts going from Lee's property across the road and then going into the quarry, which is which we think that's where it's living. Hmm. It's in the quarry. It's got a, it's got a food source shelter, water source. So, yeah. Jesus. Do you still have that drone footage? We got it all. Oh, I got it. Yeah, we got the drone footage. You should release that just as a... Patreon. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I was thinking too, yeah. That's, I mean, this is the thing. I'm so immersed in doing all the production part of it. The other stuff on the side, I need to get to. Mm -hmm. So that's probably why I'll, what I'll be doing this month since we're kind of like, you know... And then no, uh, December, I'll be kicking it up with my jazz quartet because we'll be doing all of our Charlie Brown Christmas concerts. Yeah. So we go from the, this crazy paranormal stuff to Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> You're That's, versatile. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> you do it all, man. Got to yeah. do it, man. So, anything, anything to pay the bills, right? There you go. <laughs> so the, I guess my like one of my last questions is the dog man. Is that like the same thing as like a werewolf or something like that, pretty yeah. much? Yeah. I would say it's very close to the werewolf idea. Dog man. Dog man, werewolf, shapeshifter. And now when you talk to people like Dom or other medium type folk, like what are what are his rationales for things like that? It totally freaked him out. Yeah. He was totally freaked out. And he is one to not get, neither am I. I am not one to get freaked out about this stuff. And even the night of the investigation, I'm not one to say, okay, let's shut it down. Because we kept hearing this rustling sound as it was coming toward us, and it was getting closer. And there wasn't one, there was just not one, there was like a family of these things. So we kept hearing all this rustling, and I said, you know what? I don't know what it's going to do. We had no protection whatsoever. Yeah, no Glock. We had nothing. Okay. (laughs) No, nothing. So, I think you would come to one of these things with a, a like bare minimum a samurai sword. <laughs> you would think. Yeah. But again, I'm going out there, honest to God, thinking that we're not going to see anything. 
Okay. I'm going out with the skeptic thing again. Like we're not going to we're not going to see anything. We're going to at least go out and hear a great story. We're going to get a great documentary. We're going to talk to cool people. Not ever thinking once that we'd actually encounter this thing. And it was just really a crazy night. What if you found the dog man and it was just like a golden retriever? Like, <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Just like, like a, a, man, a man golden retriever. Just like, then hey, what's be, up? You want to be friends? <laughs> then we'd be okay. Yeah. I but mean, yeah there's probably a mean golden retriever out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but what the people were saying, why don't you guys stay out there longer? I'm like, well, you know, I don't know what it's going to do. You know, they were saying, has it ever attacked anybody? I'm like, well, I'm not going to stay around and wait and find out. I mean, maybe know? it has and just, you know. People go missing all the time. Exactly. Yeah. So we got out of there, and it was just one of the most craziest nights, man. Um, now, so, like, if you, f- if say you were investigating the UFOs, and you discovered, you know, an alien, would that be an illegal alien? Because it's on our, <laughs> like, how do we, is there, like, a, a an assumed, like, set of laws for the paranormal? That, or, like, how do we handle this? Uh I don't know. You'll have to ask the government. <laughs> yeah, do we t- do we detain him? Is citizen can you can you well, use citizens arrest on an alien? That's, yeah, can you hug it, you know? Well, you Like what are you what are you and are you not allowed to do with alien life forms? Like we've been we haven't been made clear on this yet. I, you know what? I don't know. I don't I I really would You're in that. uncharted territory. I am. I am in that in that. Unless I, until I see something flesh and blood. But let's go back to Roswell. Let's go back to the 1947 Roswell crash in New Mexico where there was a live alien that was yeah. caught and that was s- taken to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Mm. And they kept him alive for maybe about five years and then doing tests and stuff. That was the lore, the folklore. And um, and then he died in captivity. But that's like that. If you want to look at that and say, okay, that happened, go back and do the research on that. And you could see a lot of high-end officials that are, that were there. Yeah, why would they be there for a hoax? Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You, those people don't, you know, they're I, busy guys. Yeah. Why would they want to do that? And that was back then, you know, you've got the Cold War. You, and look at all this. Look at how if that was coming out. Even now. I mean, people don't want to, they don't want to come out and say that they're here. The um, So, like, since, like, the ocean or at least waters, like, p- seems to play such, like, a large role in all of that. Have you thought about doing some, you know, submarine-type stuff or anything like that? I have. We just have to get some scuba gear. The budget for a submarine. You know anybody with a submarine? Because I don't. (laughs) Off the top of my head, no. Got to go through my contacts. We could get, what if, like, what kind of GoFundMe dollars do you think we could get, like? For a submarine? Money needed for submarine exploration. a submarine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean. What if we try and get maybe a GoFundMe to maybe rent one on Uber <laughs> or Toro or Toro? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we rent a submarine? There you go. <laughs> Here's how you can charter your own submarine. There you go. All right. Well, we know it's available. Charterorsub.com. Charterorsub.com. This is this is going down. <laughs> 2023. Super yacht sub three. So you got to get the super yacht. There you go. In order to get the submarine. The Sea Explorer. That's fire. <laughs> Look at this. I think I think this is going to have to happen. We got to know. This is the next show. Yeah. The this next, next show. Next, next time we're together, we're going to be underwater. Next level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Find some merman. Yeah. 
Yeah, that'd be pretty yeah. cool. They may find us. They may find us. They may find us. You never know. Yeah, the aquatic ape theory <laughs> is a serious, serious something I take very seriously. It's like some some mammals stayed on land, some did not. Did you just see the picture a couple took in Canada of Ogopoco, the the Loch Ness monster of Canada? They found one. They took a picture of it. They he was as they're getting closer. The husband's looking at this thing like, is it a log or something like that? He thought maybe it was some debris or something like that. But as he gets closer, he took a picture of this thing. It's got horns and it looks like a dragon's head underneath the uh, underneath the water. Is it this? Yeah, check it out. We're gonna get an ad, I bet. <laughs> is this oh? Fox News? Yeah, we'll see. So you know, we'll do it. There we go. Why is it playing picture in picture? I want to see the whole thing, bro. There you go. So this is stock footage right I here. wonder, I mean, cell phones are still relatively in their infancy if you look at, like, the grand scheme of things. You know? So I wonder how many, like, where will we be in terms of documentation or video or photo evidence you know, five years, 10 years, 15 years from now, because like as the cameras and technology, like, you know, somebody like nowadays, like you see, like people witness a shooting and their first instinct is they get their phone out and take a video. It's like, yeah, that's going to be, it's amazing. I mean, you're, uh, that wasn't it, by the way, that wasn't the one, but um, now it was, uh, it looked like a dragon's head um, under the water. It was just recent too. Uh, You said couple, just not couples, couple. There you go. Yeah, let's see. Couple for sure. It's uh, Pogo there. Pogo, there you go. Yeah, one more down. This one? No, well, I that's the most recent date. It's October 20th, 22. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's it. Loch Ness Monster. All the other ones are like 2018. Um. This is a Loch Ness Monster. Oh, yeah. You said it was Ogopogo? I'll look it up. Ogopogo, yeah. I think I have an What old. a name. I know, right? Um. Yeah, this is very, very weird. This thing, and it just looks like it does look like a dragon under the water here. Uh, here you go. Check that out. Yeah, that's the one, Gilmore. Oh, there you go. That's it. This one. Oh yep. shit! <laughs> that looks crazy. Very strange. Oh man. I mean, it could be there. Well, the one expert saying it looks like a, uh, it looked like a bird. I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's if an that's not Photoshop or f- like I don't know fugazi type stuff. That's going. That's. I mean, look at the look at the look at the the ripple of the water about on the horn right there. Yeah, right here. Yeah, who? I mean, if this is fake, whoever did it is a high skilled person. Yeah, and the couple that was interviewed, I don't think they're. They're of that caliber of, you know, faking photos. Yeah, that's a good point. That looks pretty terrifying. It's conclusive. His name's Charlie. <laughs> that looks pretty terrifying, man. If I saw that shit, I'd be oh, yeah. so scared. That's why you go everywhere with a sword. I need that's a sword. What, that's, what, that's, di- that's what's different between now and back then. People used to carry swords. Everybody was safe. Everybody was safe. <laughs> Um. Oh yeah. All right, Eric. There you go. You came. 
And so. you definitely didn't disappoint us. Mm-hmm. Cool. I hope not. This was awesome. Good deal. Um, we definitely have to do this again in Good the future job. and just kind of like reconnect on all this evidence Absolutely. because my mind is r- like, I, I have so many questions right now. I'm not just, I'm just going to a- ask none of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd love to be a, a go to a, an investigation at some point. So we're going to do like probably at the first of the year, we're going to do this follow-up video that we did at the, at this farmhouse. Mm. You guys have to come up to that. Yeah, if you let us know, we're there. Let, all yeah. right, I'll let you know. We'll, I will get you in. It's it's a ticketed event. I will get you in there. No worries, but come into this event because you will freak out. It's a, it's a really weird place, man. We're I mean, there. It's a beautiful place. Don't get me wrong. It's beautiful. And Beth and Jacob are awesome people. And as a construction, you'll love the architectural salvage that they have there. It's like, you know, you know Rick and Sally down here, down at Art- Artifact. Mm-hmm. They're same type of thing. And a lot of really unique stuff down there. Yeah, it's but like antique salvage, but more architectural yeah. salvage where they take doors and barns exactly. and things. But it's this, a really cool business. This farmhouse, though, is really, really cool. Yeah. So, and the first time, we did two sold-out shows there, one's on October 7th and 21st. And the one woman that we took on, that was in one of the groups of 10 that we took, she had the same effect that happened to Beth. She had the same emotional, like, meltdown. Wow. So it was really weird. So we would play the video beforehand. <clears throat> now, could that also be, well, she saw Beth do that. Could she also be transferring that to herself? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what, so as investigators, as researchers, we always have to look at so many different avenues of what are people feeling? What are people seeing? How are they interpreting this? Because that's, at the end of the day, you really want to have people. Um, I always say that if there's a place that's haunted, they like being there. They just like being there. They didn't, you know. There's nothing malevolent. Mm-hmm. They like being there. Yeah. I think Hollywood's wants to make it more evil and all of that stuff. We've not encountered that. Hopefully not yet. So. Oh yeah, watch <laughs> us be the first ones, dude. <laughs> I'm sensing this energy over here. <laughs> this isn't good, boys. Get the swords. <laughs> yeah, we should show up with swords. Just me and you. Just, just dress up like you know, like the Highlander. <laughs> yeah. The leather trench coat and a sword under our jacket. Yeah, I got a trench coat on me. There yeah, you go. I'll have to get one. Yeah. But I do have a sword. There you go. I don't have one. So that's what. The, see this. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You I'll help you out. You help me out. Yeah, scratch You're my, my fashionista, <laughs> dude. You gotta let me know what's stylish, what's not. Yeah, I got you. I want to look like a like a like a, a Van Helsing. Oh, that's what I'm go. going for. That's I need it. the hat. There you go. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Beautiful. do it. Do you know Julie Krauss? Why wow, that name? That name sounds familiar. Yeah, she's a psychic medium. Okay. She's legit. Connect, all right, connect me with her. I will. Because we also want to take other mediums on these investigations. Oh, Julie, in one of your videos Ju- would be great. Julie right, cool. is... Yeah. Uh, Definitely. Julie? The more yeah. the more people I meet that know her, like, for her whole life, the the confidence I have in her abilities is 100% there. Cool. Yeah, I mean, we were sitting here, and she read our energies in the way. It was a, it was an in-depth reading where she was like, you know, you have this energy, you have that energy. Yeah, I booked, I booked her for... Uh, an energetic upgrade. Oh yeah, for early December. That's sweet. Because my life's always just an emotional mess, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm reaching for straws here. Call Julie. That's so cool. <laughs> Maybe she can help me. Yeah, hell yeah. 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 So sounds good. That's a, I'll try and connect the dots, and uh, we're definitely we're definitely in for. You're for there. January. 
Thank you. It was man. nice meeting you. This is a lot of fun, man. How do people find you? Uh, they could find me on Facebook at Eric Mintel Investigates. Uh, they could find me on Eric Mintel Investigates on YouTube. Um, and then, of course, look for my jazz quartet as well, Eric Mintel Quartet. Because who better qualified to investigate the paranormal than a jazz musician? So they- <laughs> <laughs> and it, we, it have a lot of, we have a lot of fun. We have a lot of great videos. And uh, we're driving a lot of people to these various businesses, too, that we are, uh, we're featuring in our videos. Because people do want to experience those. You, you had just asked him if he wanted to stay in a haunted hotel. Mm. And a lot of people do. They want to experience that. You know, so that's what we're finding. So it's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. Um, you need to subscribe to the show at this point. This is when you Definitely. click the. This is when you click the button, um, or like, leave us a comment, um, any sort of feedback, maybe guest suggestion. We're open to you know all the stuff. Um, and then, yeah, Gilmore, do you have anything, anything to add to this? Um. Thank you for coming on. That was a lot of fun, and I can't wait to go to talk- that event. I'll be talking to you guys too yeah. about the uh, the other stuff too with YouTube. Yeah, oh, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. 